Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Chuck plays in two Winnebox tournaments. Jake grinds PTCGO tournaments. And we are joined by a sailor that spotted a Lugia? How are we doing today, Chuck? How are we doing? Uh, doing good. It was yes. a, a busy weekend this weekend. A, a lot of Pokemon being played. Yes. So uh, a lot of uh, yeah, stress. Stressful games all around. So I was not at Warsaw, but I played enough games to almost... Probably, yeah, you played enough as far as uh, just a regular Swiss round and cut rounds if you went deep, right? Uh, yeah, if I went deep, well, it was just Swiss, which was the weird yeah, part. Yeah, I meant in combination between the two. Yeah, but in combination of the two is basically uh, a whole day one and then plus one. Yeah. So, so how'd you do in these tournaments? Uh, so uh, I fared better on the Friday tournament. Uh, uh, I finished fourth place, which was a record of four one one. And then on uh, Saturday, uh, that was a uh, just to go over that one a little bit. Uh, it was I, I played Palkia in both tournaments. Uh, this tournament, uh, I got off to a better start. Uh, and Silver Tempest was not legal yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, I still had just Boss in my deck, not Serena yet mm-hmm. uh, in the Palkia and list. Um, so saw the usual things, managed to beat the usual things that Palkia usually beats. Uh, and then uh, lost a hard one to, what was my loss to? Uh, a Giratina matchup, the last box. Uh, right. I mean that 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 matchup can go either way. So, yeah. Uh, fourth place, not too bad. So, congrats on that. Yeah, uh, almost the full box off off of that. Um, a little less than the next day did not. Uh, Saturday did not go as well. Um, it I finished ninth, uh, which was a record of one one and two. So, I've managed to only lose one game both days, but um the ties really killed me on the second day so um and that was silver tempest was legal in that and uh the only thing i played that was new was uh a uh, vikavolt regilecki vikavolt uh which uh is not necessarily fun but beatable for palkia oh for Um, sure uh it just uh, I can go over it later. I don't know if I'm going to take all that time. It's just, it was a little frustrating, uh, but <clears throat> I knew, I know it's beatable, um, but yeah. And then uh, I bubbled out on prizes on that one. So I was the guy, the first guy to not get prizes. So. Oh man. It's still a solid weekend of uh, Pokemon. It sounds like you played, you know, uh, obviously well enough to get prizes day one and you know, are on the cusp. So um, yeah. good job that weekend. Um, yeah. My, my weekend uh, was a little similar um played palkia uh same old palkia as normal because i was playing on the ptcgo tournament ladder thing i guess i was trying to get those unlock packs um to try to um get my lugias online because boy are they expensive that first week um ended up 
you know, winning a, a good fair share of mine, getting getting a couple seconds, uh, you know, a few first, a couple seconds and, a, you know, a couple just bubbling out. Uh, but still, even with that uh, it, and buying some packs online, plus what the codes I got wasn't quite enough. Um, so, you know, I just bit the bullet and um, and you know how much I love my gold cards, uh, especially you know, online and in IRL, but ended up trading away a gold quick ball and switch which I made a rule to myself, don't get rid of these cards uh, when I acquire them for any of the new hot deck. Uh, but I did to get the Lugias. Uh, so now I have a at least a pseudo uh, quote unquote full Lugia line with a 3-3, three, three, uh, both online and IRL. Um, so played a lot of Lu- or Palkia to get Lugia to start testing and then did a little bit of testing. It was still, it's solid as is always. Um, you know, there's different versions we can talk about uh, a little later, but um, that's basically what you know my week entailed as far as Pokemon. I did I did pull Lugio out of my codes from from those packs I got this weekend, and I was debating on trading because of the amount of packs it is worth. Right, exactly. And, uh, one Lugia V isn't going to really do me any good. Ah, so, it, it, it's a start. But then I was it's, like, it's 100% start. I'm 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 one less when I need to build the deck. So, yes, yes. Well, you'll get there. I know you will. Um, but we are not alone uh, today. Uh, we do have a guest. Um, so we are joined by our very own uh, Sailor Sphinx, a.k.a. Samantha, Samantha Darchi. Um, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, I am great. You know, it's just another day that we can hang out talking about Pokemon. Uh, so, you know, it's always a good day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I so, like talking about Pokemon. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, so those who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your Pokemon journey to uh, to this point. Well, my name is Sailor Sphinx, and my Pokemon journey started probably like a good chunk of us, and I had grown up with it like over the past, what's, 20 something years I have a older brother who was like five whenever the franchise kind of started hitting the U.S. so he was like prime time target audience for it and he was just all about it so as I kind of got older since it was like oh that's something my older brother likes I'm gonna like it too and I just fell in love with it and it's kind of carried on like throughout my like adolescence teenage adulthood all through that Mm mm-hmm And then I kind of stepped away. I played the TCG a little bit, probably, while I was a kid. And then I hit middle school, and I was like, I'm a little bit, like, too old for that. And I kind of just kept to the video games because it was a lot easier to kind of just hide doing that than, like, playing with the cards. Oh, you're too cool for Pokemon phase. (laughs) I went, yep. I definitely went through that. So I would still play the video games, maintain that up until... 2020 and then you know COVID happened and I was out of work because I'm a nail technician so we obviously were not working with the public during that whole time Mm -hmm. and I needed a hobby but I wanted something that wasn't like doing crafts I'm not that great of a cook so that didn't really stick and Matt would play at that time he was playing magic so he was like well why don't you try like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon? Yu-Gi-Oh was just too much of a headache. I was like, this is not the same as it was when I was a kid. No. And then I looked at like Pokemon and I was like, oh, 
the TCG is still kind of the same. You just have like these bigger, like beefier cards that like have a bigger prize turnout. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I started like just opening packs to kind of like accumulate stuff because it also was very hard trying to like find stuff during that period. Yes. And once I like kind of acquired a decent amount, I was like, I wonder if there's anywhere like doing any type of play. Cause I knew, I think that at that point it was like 2021. So I was like, I know like places aren't really doing a lot of like stuff right now, but maybe there's a shop like around. And I think when I had that like realization, it was the Thursday and you guys were all like gathering for locals. And I was like, well, I guess I'm coming here next Thursday. Right. And then the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you've been a, a great addition to our local group. Um, you know, just getting to, you know, you know, get to know you over the last year, um, you know, outside the game and just inside the game and see your growth as a player um, has been, you know, a joy. And then obviously um your your career has really been taken off since we've opened up, uh, you know, back into the IRL play. Um, regionals, you know, started up last season. Um, I know you were a travel buddy of myself and Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. Going, you know, with the group, um, you've had you were really really close to making cut a few times. Um, you know, we, we, I feel like locally we're all on that bubble where we're all so close and we've all had a chance, like one game away. And 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 I remember watching. One of your winning ins that are your your uh winning in or the the game that would have put you in, and then you ended up tying on a heartbreaking boss play at the end, boss stall. Um, and you would have won the game too. So it was like yeah, uh, and just seeing, you know, your progression from you know when you started uh and then you know to that moment where you were you were handling your business against top players um and, and making moves. Uh it's just been a joy to see. Thank you. Yeah, so um Aside from, you know, being part of our group here in Pittsburgh uh, and our travel buddy, you you did recently um, join a different team. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Girl Power, yes. Um, they started back up in July. And the, a couple of the girls who are kind of, I guess, like the moderators of it, I interacted with on Twitter a lot. So when I saw them talking more about it, I was like, okay, this kind of seems like up to my speed. I already know a couple of the girls just from like interacting on Twitter. So I believe I reached out to Riley first about it. Mm-hmm. And then she sent me like the Discord and everything. And then same as like whenever I started going the locals, like the rest is history. And it was definitely like a good decision on my part. I really enjoy everyone I'm on the team with. I ended up meeting I ended up meeting Riley in person on i think it was baltimore yeah so it was nice being able to finally put like faces to everyone right and getting to like socialize on like that aspect i know like majority of the girls have been going they went to peoria salt lake i don't think we had anyone go to warsaw at all but i know a couple of the girls are going down to laic i believe oh man that's crazy i see yeah i wish i could (laughs) go to laic uh, but that's a little too far of a trek for me, uh, at least at this point of my life. Um, but one other thing that I forgot to mention, too, uh, you were a teammate of mine on t- Team Sports Card Junction on the last uh, on the last team qualifier. Um, and we made a run to top 32, you know, and, and each one of us on the team uh, had, you know, our moment to shine and, and had he- some key wins. Um, to keep our team in it uh, throughout that and that uh, talk a little bit about your experience on that on that team challenge run because that was the first time like 
you know, I was on a team that went that far. And obviously the camaraderie between us uh, was pretty fun too. I definitely was nervous because I never did. And that was like my first team challenge. And it was like, oh, hey, here you go. You made the team. But it was definitely comforting knowing that you guys all had prior. You guys, because you guys all made a team yeah. the last one, I think. Yeah. So it was good knowing like, okay, at least they have experience. So wherever I potentially would maybe like stumble a little bit, there's three people who know exactly what they're doing with it. Mm -hmm. And then it's nice too, because it's like we see each other like once a week. So it's nice to already have that like relationship because I feel like that definitely makes the team move a little smoother. Oh, for sure. And it, we can all just lean on each other for any advice um, when it comes to the gameplay decisions or, or deck selection and all, all that kind of uh, fun stuff. Uh, but no, I, like I said, uh, I was glad to have you on the team. Um, you kicked butt and you've been kicking butt uh, all season. I'm going to count, you know, the end of last season going into this is one because <laughs> as us newer players, it, it kind of feels like it. So it was, uh, uh, but it's been, it's been great uh, so far. Um, but one other question I wanted to ask you as far as, you know, just locals in like um, how, how is the, um, you know, playing and competing in a locals um, compared to these big events um, kind of been for you. Cause I, 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 you know, you've been doing really well. Um, and I just wanted to see what your thought process was on, on that, I guess. I know going into at least my first regional at Secaucus, I was extremely nervous just because the player pool. I mean, I guess the nice thing with it was that was one of the smaller regionals. I think there was only like 600, 500 people at that one. Yeah. So it was nice as it was still smaller on like the grand scale of things, that it was still like a bigger event, but it was nice. I was able to kind of ease my way in with that. And then I think I got through like my first two matches and I was like, oh, this is just like a big locals where we do three rounds instead of one. Cool. Right. And then that <laughs> kind of definitely helped ease in. But I feel like also everyone at locals already kind of having like that competitive drive with it. That definitely helped me prepare for it. Because mm -hmm. I know some people who would be like, yeah, my locals is just super casual. And then I would go to these events and it was just like a whole different world. Right. I mean, there's pluses and minuses of having a, a local group like ours that is um, definitely competitive. I know um, I am I am one of those people um, to you know for for its its pros and its cons. Sometimes you know that brings a little bit of emotion out there. But uh, you know, all in all, I mean, our local group is super great, um, and I love I love our community, um, and I feel like we just push each other. Um, you know, for all for the greater success of the greater like you know the greater community. So um, I'm just glad to be part of it. It's also nice that we have such a variety of shops that we can go to like throughout the week. Mm -hmm. I know like I have a lot of friends who have to travel, you know, X amount of hours because there's only one shop that does stuff for Pokemon. So it's right. nice that it's, oh, you can't do Thursday. Well, you can go Monday. You can go Tuesday. Literally, I think every day there's. Yeah, I think the Wednesday is maybe the only one that I don't know of, at least in the Pittsburgh area. But yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's like there's yeah, always it's almost every day. Yeah. All right, so I, I mean, I miss that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Chuck sees that you're a great person <laughs> yeah. to talk about that. Talk about the other side of the coin, Chuck, yeah. because you've seen you've seen where locally in Pittsburgh how easy it is to to find groups. Well, uh, yeah. There. I mean, it is nice in Pittsburgh because you guys have such 
amount of the amount of different stores that did pick their nights differently. Um, I'm still figuring out the stores that can go to, but uh, again, uh, each one of them is 40 plus minutes away. Mm-hmm. So, so like the, the Wednesday night isn't necessarily the optimal night to go. And then there's Friday night. Um, and then that's about it. I mean, there's Sunday uh, is kids day. Like it's like kids day at, at the same store I play on Friday. So I could go then. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I don't want to mop up on some junior. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's what you're known for. That's you've been hunting juniors. those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, too funny. But I mean, yeah, yeah uh, I, I guess we're very lucky. It, here it, it, it is nice. It is. It is nice if you're definitely if you want to just like give your your deck that you want to take to a regional a little bit like of a a gauntlet. You can just go every night that you have free. And and give it a real test against sure. in a, a competitive atmosphere. Oh, I know. I, I definitely take advantage of that when you get closer to these bigger events. Like I'll be going to a local event like four or five times uh, within like the week. So I was um, actually and Samantha's planning, usually there too. <laughs> I was planning. I was like, okay, cool. Toronto's like in two weeks. Next week I'll go Monday, and then I was like, oh crap. Thursday's Thanksgiving, so there goes that. Yeah. So I'm like, and then the next week's Toronto. So I'm like, oh no, I got to figure out. I got to get a game plan together for that now. Yeah, we we can play some games on PTCGO if you need to. I, I don't think I have much going on 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 Thanksgiving. Oh, same. Yeah. All right. Well, problem um, too. Well, we can just have yeah. a big group call, play some uh, test test rounds for 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 Toronto. Will be a Pokemon Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these standard questions. I think it's uh, we've waited long enough, Chuck. Yeah, I was wondering if you were just going to skip over them or not. No, no, no. We we just you know you know how we get we get long winded as like I we just yeah. talk about Pokemon. We're long. We're long I'm passionate. I'm passionate we're not about letting Sam off the hook. She's got it. Yeah, she's no. got to answer the standard four just like everyone else. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll start off this week. Uh, it's it's been a while since I've started it off, so um, this one might be a softball question. It might not be, uh, but your favorite Pokemon uh, in general? Just to... I feel like I've that's definitely been a question that like throughout the past like twenty years has definitely changed. But I'd say like solid, probably Espeon. I've accepted it. That's it. <laughs> you accepted it. You sound like you're not. Too sure though. <laughs> I was always in love with either Espeon or Mew. Like I feel like that was always like a very like whenever I would like get asked that question or if like any of my friends would be talking about it, it would always be that. And then like just kind of as I've kind of started doing like more competitive play and then kind of branching out into like content creation, I just kind of fell in love with Espeon more, and I was like, mm. that kind of matches me. Right. So it's definitely Espeon. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That is cool. Espeon. Espeon's a fun one. Uh, often, sometimes not looked over when you come to the evolutions. So. All right. Uh, the next question. Uh, what is. I'm blanking on the question now. Your favorite Pokemon card. <laughs> 
That is My- it. <laughs> I got you, Chuck. So this one Thank has you. a little bit of a story with it. But my favorite Pokemon card out of the however many are out out there in the world is definitely the uh, it's from the legendary collection. So it was one of those early sets, the Reverse Hollow Zapdos, where it has like the pop not popcorn the firework foiling on it. I don't know if you guys like remember those or remember seeing them at all. Mm-hmm. Super I've cool looking it. cards. I wish they would bring that back for like the reverse hollow just because I think it looks super nice. It looks like a sticker. Right. And my grandfather actually bought me my very first pack of Pokemon cards. I think I was like six or seven, went in the Toys R Us. He was like, okay, pick out a toy. What do you want? And I was like, I want that pack of Pokemon cards. And oh, I pulled cool. that card out of my first pack, it was like this super cool, oh, like hollow card. Yeah. <laughs> So my pool pool luck has always been pretty good, even at an early age. But yeah, that just always had like good memories attached to it because it like reminds me of my grandfather because he's since passed. Mm -hmm. So that always like just kind of makes me think of it and like, wow, he got me into collecting shiny cardboard. So right. There we go. Uh, Yeah, I've you've definitely had a knack for doing that. I know at Chuck's birthday bash two years ago now, (laughs) you you pulled a Zard. (laughs) Uh, and that one was that was cool too, and uh, you know, countless times that you know throughout the years or throughout the year, I guess, um, that that we've seen you pull some good stuff when we were all pulling packs that you know when a, a set drops or whatnot. All right, Chuck. Uh, since I I took the second one as well, you want the third? Yes, I know. I I got this one. Uh, so we're gonna go the inverse. Uh, so what is your most hated disliked i don't like it because the art's bad any reason your your most disliked pokemon card um i'm gonna go playability with this and just because it was very rampant whenever i started i hate adp i think i hate that card i hate what that card does devin wrecked me with it a bunch of times <laughs> when i first started so that definitely welcome to pokemon trading card game adp <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy that card didn't get to see really any... Did it get to see any competitive play? No, it was a pandemic card. ADP yep, didn't good. get to win its world, sorry. <laughs> I'm really happy it didn't, because that card just made me... If I'd be playing someone, if I would see it flip over, even like on the ladder, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm done, nope. Yeah. The artwork, like the alt... Because they would do like the alt arts or whatever with them. The alt arts were like gorgeous, and I think the card like artwork was very pretty. But I didn't like what the card did. Yeah. So uh, before we really knew what um, the new Arceus dog on Palkia did, um, you know, on the V stars, um, what was your your uh, your thoughts when they were coming back to the game? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And I knew then... they probably I knew Sorry. they probably weren't going to be like as overpowered because it's they were going to be separate. And I know like the tag teams have very strong abilities on with them and like i knew like at least the v stars when we were first starting to see them it kind of seemed like a toned down version of like the tag team so like some of them do have these very strong abilities but it's nothing like i feel like they're not as detrimental as like tag team was just from like the very small amount of it i got to see so whenever i know like whenever they first put rcs out i was like okay i'm okay with this 
I like put off building anything with it because I was like, no, I don't know if I really like what it does. And then now I'm like, okay, I'll play like any RCS. Like when I finally got the play, and I was like, okay, this is why everyone likes it. Right, exactly. Cool. I, um, oh, I just thought, oh, good, we got we got the three energies for no reason again. At least it's not <laughs> taking an extra prize. <laughs> exactly. That was my. <laughs> At least it's not taking an extra prize. That's I think it was my first words out of my mouth. Yeah, until they put a stone that says, if you knock out a basic Pokemon, take an extra prize and just throw it on Arceus. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing. All right, so let's get on to the next one. Matt, what you just you just had me we just had flashbacks because now I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it turn. Well, at least you can't starbirth and do both, but I'm gonna see it. Someone's gonna do it. Somebody's Where gonna they're going to go, turn two, they're going to go, uh, Boss Crobat, hit the stone, take three prizes, thanks. And you're going to go, I'm going to throw the table. I'm going to throw the table. I'm like, screw ADP. <laughs> it's ADP not lives forever. <laughs> All right, let's jump on to the next one. Um, Sam, uh, to your Pokemon TCG career thus far, what is your best memory or your favorite memory? <sighs> That's so hard because I feel like a lot of it has to do from whenever we would travel. Mm -hmm. Just some of the ridiculousness that would just go on. I feel like each event, like the past like three events, there was just always something. Maybe not Sakakas because I feel like that was just so small and there really wasn't much going on. But definitely NAIC and having to sleep through a certain someone snoring. (laughs) yeah i had i had to i had to take uh i had to take medication to fall asleep faster uh so i didn't have to listen to it because that first night uh, i think i was trying to sleep and chuck comes into the room um and just instantly woke me up and i'm just laying there all night like i can't sleep dang it chuck what are you doing to me (laughs) i remember i felt bad because i think it was like saturday night and we had like everyone over in the room, and you're trying. Like, I know why he's trying to fall asleep, right. but if he could like fall asleep through this, I think he'll survive the night. Right. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Joe gave me some. I forget what it was, but something to help me sleep. I forget. Uh, mm-hmm. But it it knocked me out pretty quick. I know. I kind of felt bad because I'm like laying there, and I know you guys were, you know, in the room just hanging out to hang out. Um, and then I just completely just just checked out. <laughs> uh, so and, um... I woke up and I I felt a little bad, but. Uh, it was necessary. And then I think Baltimore, it was like getting to meet more of my like internet friends and mm-hmm. like who I've met on Twitter. Cause I feel like a lot of them, like we knew who each other were at like NAIC, but like one masks definitely made it hard to like recognize anyone. Yeah. And I feel like between like then and then Baltimore, I kind of gained more of like a presence. So I was able to like, I had like a lot of like my friends being like, oh, hey finally get to meet and all that and then right. riley brought a bunch of her retro decks so that's what we were normally doing like when we had downtime in the hotel so that was fun nice very cool all right chuck you get the 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 new fun one because you you botched on one of the questions <laughs> yes haha i did it on purpose <laughs> i know you but... did you... <laughs> all right so so Coming up at the next regional, when we're about to go on, when Sam's about to go on stream, about to walk out to the table, and we're going to get a big stereo over there. What is Sam's walkout music? What are we going to what are we going to be jamming to when she's coming to the stage? 
it's funny because I have like a whole like tournament playlist I'll listen to like while at regionals I'll just be like pacing with just headphones in so it was nice because I already had it like pretty <laughs> summarized but oh, I always still feel like that's such a hard question. You could only pick one there's only one song <laughs> if I could only, if you only pick one, one shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I got it Probably it's called Boy Division. It's by My Chemical Romance. I don't know why, but that's just always been like a super like hype song for me. And the one that normally ends up getting replayed a bunch when I'm like at these events. So probably mm -hmm. definitely that. Nice. That's that's not, not a bad one for sure. That that would that sounds like a good one. I'm gonna Google it afterwards. I'd yeah, love I'd... to play it odd, but that unfortunately FCC violates things or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've made it a mission though to to listen to everybody's uh their their um you know their walk up music after after the cast um you know some of them I might already know some of them definitely not because there's you know a wide world of music out there yeah all right well, Chuck that, are we ready for some standard four right yeah, no, it's our standard five standard f oh yeah standard yes. five. Yeah, are we are we ready for some trivia? It's time for trivia. trivia. Totally ready to answer some trivia. Okay, well, good. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna play the same game as I did last week. Um, whereas name this Pokemon, um, name the Pokemon this attack and or ability belongs to. Um, they are all gonna be standard legal, but it's gonna be rapid fire. Um, so they're all gonna be very easy, um, or supposed to be very easy. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, there's going to be a little bit of difference. So in the past, when we did one card, it would be, um, you know, Samantha and, and Chuck, you would have to guess it, um, as, as a tandem, as a team, not this time. I'm going to have, um, one of you, um, step away for the first minute and then have, you know, you, one of you guys answer and then go back to the, the other after the fact. So, um, I would say, since it looks like Chuck doesn't have his headset on today, <laughs> damn unfortunately you're gonna have to go second so you have to take your headphones off okay uh and i'll give you a thumbs up whenever you're ready to go um okay. can you hear us okay she is gone so let me get a timer set chuck and then we will get to this again i should have had this timer uh set ahead of time but you know um i did not okay so one minute on the clock chuck are you ready I am ready. Oh, oh, and now I push the button. Okay, so let's start. Uh, Tempest Dive. Tempest uh, Lugia. Max Miracle. Max, oh, that's Mew. VMAX. Primate Wisdom. That's Oranguru. Luminous Sign. Ah, uh, that is uh, Luminion. Aqua mm. Return. What was that? Aqua Return. That's a Luminion V's attack. Intrepid Sword. Zacian V. G Max Rapid Flow. My man, Rapid Strike Urshifu V Max. Rolling Iron. Gudra V Star. Trick Wind. Come on now. Whimsicott V Star. Spit Shot. 
And that is time. <laughs> you don't get credit for that one, bud. <laughs> you went over the time limit, bud. You were too you were you were giving me too much grief for Whimsicott. So I tried to you you mess you up there. Um, but we're gonna bring Sam back in and see if she can get 10 out of 10 since you did not, since you took a little too long. So bringing Sam back. All right. Hopefully, Sam, you did not hear that. I did see that you had your headphones off. Um, but are you ready to play um, name this Pokemon this attack and or ability belongs to? Yes. If you get stuck on one, you can say pass and we can go back if we have time. All right. So I'm going to start the clock now. Tempest Dive. Lugia? I think Lugia, Max, yeah. Max Miracle. Max Miracle, Mew. Primate Wisdom. Orangaroo. Luminous Sign. Luminian. Aqua Return. Skip. Um, Intrepid Sword. Zacian. G Max Rapid Flow. Rapid Striker Shifu. Rolling Iron. Gudra? Trick Wind. Ugh, skip. Spit Shot. I feel like that's a Cramoran attack or ability. Aqua Return. I have no idea. I know it's probably like water, but. And that oh. is time. So I I I threw a curveball in there because I did um Luminion twice in a row when it was his ability and its attack. And I knew that might uh throw people off. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot throwing it. Throwing a little bit of a curveball in there. Um so uh Chuck, you got nine and Sam, you got eight. Um so trick wind um or yeah, I wrote that down wrong. Is trick wing wind wind uh was whimsicott. Oh, okay. Wimscott V. So, um, no, that was solid on both ends. It's it's they're all easy, except it's just so much harder when you're on the clock. Um, so, uh, I think you guys did both uh, a really good job. And and uh, Chuck, congrats for not falling for my trap. <laughs> yes, it was a pretty good trap. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's Chuck funny was, because was... it's funny because I've attacked with. Luminian when it's like the only thing I've had on my bench or like in my active just yeah. to get it out of there. So the fact yeah. I've I, yeah I've used that attack a few times, especially with uh, Lugia coming up. It's definitely attacked. Uh, anything's an attacker at that point. Um, but yeah, Chuck, you have a, a question or not? Uh, I I wanted to do like a version of your game, but I don't have ten quick questions. Well, then we'll so just skip to random card bonus today. No, I'm I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna steal someone else's game, and I'm gonna <laughs> steal. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna steal uh, Azul's and uh, Chips. Say it, game. Flavor text. Flavor text. Oh man, don't don't sue us, uh, <laughs> Uncommon Energy. Please don't. <laughs> oh, they can come sue me all day. Uh, but that I'm giving them credit, so I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna take a, a round out of their game. I want to try it, it seems like it's fun when they're playing it, so I'm gonna give it a go. So, I have a card, 
standard legal. I'm going to read the flavor text. And then, uh, I mean, we, we name it something like else. So it doesn't sound like we're stealing it quite straight from them. So, uh, we're going to, it's, it's flavor card madness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, just add madness to the end of it. And ours. <laughs> That's what we do. We're, we're just madness here. Uh, so, uh, here's the flavor text. A pair may be seen rubbing their cheek pouches together in an effort to store, in an effort to share stored electricity. And it's standard legal. Yes. I think um, I'm not. I'm going to try to get for the max points and not guess this. Um, I think I see is uh, I'm so bad with just Pokemon names. Remember, you have three lifelines. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, What stage is is it? Or what? Yeah, what stage? Uh, What set? I believe. And uh, I can see the squirrel. I. I, (sighs) (laughs) It's in in Molga, I think. Right? Is that the little squirrel? Am I saying that's wrong? No, I think you're right. I think that's, that's how you say I'm it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight Emolga. That's my guess. I'm not taking any. I'm going for max points. You that's my Sam final answer. Three? I lock it in. Sam can talk it through. I'm not changing. Um, I'm gonna go with the Dene. I think that's my Oh man, that's actually good. So we're both going max points. We're not even yep. uh we're we're not even all right. Are you both locked in? Yes. All right. You both scored zero points. Oh, it's come on. Pachirisu. That's what the I was going to say. That's the score I was thinking of. I said the wrong one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the flying I squirrel. I, names. I, I said squirrel. it more than I was thinking Pachirisu. <laughs> I was even looking. I was even thinking of the same art that you had right there. <laughs> Oh, I was... yeah, I, if you guys would have guessed the attack would have gave it away because it only has one attack and it's the this attack does 30 damage for each Pokemon tool attached to all your Pokemon. No, see, I would have still said Amoka because I was thinking Pachirisu, but I could I got them mixed up in my head because I don't have the wealth of knowledge and when it comes to Pokemon name, and I don't remember them all unless they're like super meta. Dang it. Somewhere Perfect. Gumi's laughing at me like, oh, you're such a noob. <laughs> so if you want to play more of this game, go listen to the Uncommon Energy podcast. They do it every week. <laughs> I don't know if if Chip or, or Azul is going to have that much of a hat. reaction. I, I literally threw up. my pen across the uh, across my basement and it hit my X Wing display, and I was like, "Oh no, did I just break my glass?" I don't know. Um, I think it's okay. You won't get that reaction for sure for one week. So, right. All right, let's jump into some random card madness where I hopefully don't throw things Random, random, random card. Okay, so bad, random card bad, madness. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, as I always do, I like to reiterate what we're going to do. I'm going to randomly generate a card number from the new set of Silver Tempest, 101 through 195. And uh, we will go over whether that card is playable or not. And this week, we got... Card number 75. As I'm pulling it up, 
right now. That is not card number 75. The card number, it is Sigilyph. All right, this is a single prize Pokemon, basic, psychic for 100 HP. Comes complete with uh, two attacks. Um, first, with a lot less words to it, is the bigger attack, we'll say, for a psychic and two colorless cutting wind and does 70 damage. And then uh, its first attack is called Warning. Search your deck for a basic Pokemon and put it onto your bench. Then shuffle your deck. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon V, I'm gonna put up, you may put up to five basic Pokemon on your bench in this way instead. Hmm. Obviously, uh, this has, well, for a Psychic Pokemon, has a Lightning Weakness and a Retreat of One and a Resistance to Fighting. Um, so, uh, I thought that was a pretty cool first attack and worthy of talking about whether this thing is going to be a playable card. Uh, Sam, do you have any thought thoughts on this before I start? I feel like it could have the potential. I'm just trying to think, just because the decks are so very prevalent and are probably going to be going into the next like meta. I feel like maybe around this time you could fit it in something, but I feel like every deck that I'm thinking of that could work in is already so fine-tuned that trying to fit another Pokemon in, even if it's just like a one-of, just it doesn't, because I was thinking like, oh, you know, Giratina's one where you want kind of your bench filled to get those like comfies and like Radiant Greninja out, or Palkia where you want to fill your bench so then that way you can hit for like maximum attack. But then it's also, okay, well, if you're playing against, like, Reggie's or, you know, some other random single prize deck, since that happens more often than not, I feel like it's not... I'm, like, 50-50 on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think I like the ability and the versatility it brings. I don't think anything currently um, would benefit from it. I'm the, the one thing I'm thinking of, at least currently, is potentially, like, Zora Arcbox. Um, that way you can get some of your um, uh, your 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 Zeruas out there, and you get some of the um, Minchinos out there to just start getting that train. Um, obviously, uh, maybe it will be um, the Rolzes instead. Whenever um, you know, uh, what's his face it rotates. Um, but again, I mean, it's nice so you don't get a loss right then and there, and you get set up. Um, especially if you have a, a little bit of a bricky hand, you can just go straight into like a quick ball and then just um, use the attack. Um, but currently, I don't think it's it's super playable. Um, but it's it's one that I would keep in my binder and always, you know, go back and look at and may, maybe think of um, going forward. Um, but right now, yeah, I don't think it's super playable. I feel like it's a great value. Keep calling. Right. That's just that. That's the vibe it gives me. Yeah, but the problem, like, keep calling. Um, also has shady dealings <laughs> attached to it too. Um, yeah. While while uh, this does not, um, you know, there's no evolution to it. I don't think so. Chuck, what say uh, you? Uh, it does evolve. I believe oh. it gets to a bigger. Uh, I will. Uh, I I'm not going to say that for sure, but I think it does evolve. I'm not entirely sure. Um. The, I think, I think it's a pretty cool attack. I like the design space they were going where there with this. Um, hundred HP is pretty cool, I think as well. 
Um, obviously, this is a this is a, I'm going second card. Like, and if I can put it out and then just load my bench up with what I want, yeah, uh, better than VIP pass. Like, it's it's basically three of them. Yeah, except um, you have to use it as an attack, which ends your turn. Which that's why I said it's a, it's a going second card. I mean, your first attack going second, depend unless you're like Reggie's or or uh, certain other decks like uh, Lost Zone Box or something like that. You don't necessarily have the best first offensive in a lot in, in some things, but um, I could see it being like a weird, cool like control card because then you just get the mm -hmm. Pokemon, like you said, like a like. Some kind of boxy deck where it wants specific stuff, uh, and you can, uh, I mean, it's gonna play Pokemon like play things that are gonna get rid of it. It's not gonna mind necessarily that maybe it sits in the active for an extra turn or something like that, but then, um, it does its thing and it gets the Pokemon it wants out on the board, right? Um, it is a fringe playable card. I think that attack is really cool, but like you both iterated, it's very hard to find the spot to put it in a 60. So for sure. But keep it in your binder, guys. All right. That is another great episode of Random Card Madness. And after that, uh, it's time to hear from our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league, Mondays at 6 p.m. All right, thank you guys. And with that, it is time to head into the news. And first up, I think we want to hear from Jake about something cool. Yeah, so we're going to, like I said last week, uh, we're continuing on the ETB giveaway um, for this month. Uh, so we have a second uh, a second uh, keyword, and I'm going to keep it to one word this time. I know uh, we accepted multiple different versions of last week's. Uh, when it came to the Forest Seal Stone, Mossy's Mutablet, or whatever you called it, the FSS, whatever you want. And we did get a bunch of different people that said it different ways. So it was great, great. I love that. But I'm going to keep it nice and simple. I love it. One word, Archaeops. Not Archaeops. 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 You can you can say Lugia's uh, just right hand man <laughs> or whatever you want to say Lugia's right hand man that's fine too, um, as long as you you know you refer to Archaeops. <laughs> just don't say Halucha because it's not right. No, Halucha's not right. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Archaeops. Archaeops is the key. Archaeops is the keyword for this week. Go over to Twitter. Message me. Message Jake. Message the podcast. Get your. Name in for the contest to get a free ETB mailed to your house. You don't have to leave the house. Yeah, it's completely free. All you got to do is say hi to us and throw a couple words. <laughs> it's all good. So uh, I, I've I've loved the responses so far. Keep it up. Uh, this community is awesome. We we definitely definitely um, appreciate the support that you know you guys are throwing our way. 
Um, so just let's keep that going and, and we can keep keep this uh, free giveaway going on each month. Yep. And one final again, thank you to Sports Card Junction for allowing us to do these this cool contest. So for sure. But on with the rest of the news. So uh, we have been getting a lot of V-Star Universe uh, drops. So uh, we have seen alt arts for Deoxys. We've seen alt arts for Bibarels uh, um, and, and, and a lot of other things. But this past week, we actually got some new cards that are going to be in yes. V-Star Universe. So uh, I'm going to hit you with the one that everyone has been clamoring for since I think Sword and Shield, maybe? Uh, I don't... Yes, I, saying, I, I think it's been since the beginning of the Sword and Shield block, everyone's wanted, where is Hatterene VMAX? Well, I'll tell you, Hatterene VMAX is in VMAX Climax. So, and she's got an alt art, too. So, uh, there's two arts in, in the set. Right now, for those of you who haven't seen what Hatterene VMAX does, obviously VMAX Pokemon 320 HP psychic comes complete with a ability and an attack. So, uh, the ability reads, which is domain once during your turn, you may move up to two damage counters from one of your Pokemon to your opponent's active Pokemon. And then the attack is for a psychic and two colorless. Max Divine Wrath, 150 damage, and your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. Hmm. Yeah, that one's um, probably going to see fringe play, but I can see it working. So essentially, um, you know, if you get two attacks up or you're there, there, um, you're essentially doing 170 damage with that damage spread um, and slash healing. Uh, So... You know, that's two-shotting things, and if you're two-shotting things and confusing people at the same time, um, especially if you lock them uh, in the active spot, that could be a deadly combination. We've seen confusion be a thing that tries to kind of, like, stall out a deck. So, like, just kind of put the player in an awkward position where they have to deal with the confusion, uh, because uh, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to deal with, and it's always a gamble if you want to just roll the die. So, Sam, what do you think about Hatterene VMAX? Um, that was one of my favorite Pokemon to come out of Sword and Shield. And I remember they did the, I don't know what set it was, the promo V or whatever that they first did. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, why does she have no VMAX? Why does her V kind of not good? So seeing her kind of get love again and then the alt art artwork is just absolutely gorgeous. And it's by another one of, like, the card artists I really like. So that's definitely going to be a card I'm going to be hunting down. For sure. Um, Yeah, the card art is beautiful. Um, Pokemon just keeps knocking it out of the parks with these alt arts. um, And even their standard arts. It's just crazy. I was talking to uh, one of my friends about that. And I just said, I think Silver Tempest is one of the first sets where even the like just plain single prize cards, like all the artwork on them is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, even rats. Up. Sorry, sorry, Chuck. I was saying they're really up in the game when it comes to the art, art, uh, art department. Uh, a lot of people getting really good submissions of of really cool art, and they're putting on, uh, just you know regular cards, not necessarily making everything a chase card when it comes to really good art. Um, so that's awesome. 
Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I will say, back to the news uh, a little bit, I will say that Hatterene is going to get a new V as well. Uh, Nothing too crazy to uh, speculate on, to be honest. Uh, Just that it is a different V than the promo one. So you'll have choices on what you want to play with your Hatterene V next. All right. um, I'll go to the other elephant in the room when it comes to this article. Uh, We have our first... V star that crosses the 280 HP threshold, and we got the big boy himself, Regigigas V star. So Gigas coming in big as a V and a V star. He's got 240 HP as a V uh, up there with the uh, waylords of the blissies of of your yeah. Um, uh, pretty cool attack on that. Actually, on the regular V, Raging Blow, 100 plus damage. This attack does 10 more damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. Uh, then he would be confused, but that's up to uh, 230 extra damage on that if you can get him to 1 HP. Um, so that's 330 for a V attack. Uh, not too bad. But like I said, he has got a V star. So you're going to want to involve this guy. Uh, this V-Star is getting an alt art as well in the set. But like I said, he crosses the 300 or the 280 HP threshold. He's got 300 HP for a V-Star. Uh, and he has comes with a attack and an ability that is a V-Star power. So the uh, attack is Giga Impact for three colorless. Uh, he is a colorless Pokemon, obviously, Gigas. Uh, 230 damage, and he cannot attack the next turn. So Giga Impact, a uh, colorless, uh, what is it? They change it. Uh, no, never mind. The cool, uh, uh never mind. I totally Brave Blade? You're going yeah, Brave Blade. I was going to make a cool reference to Zacian and Brave Blade, but it's colorless now. But, uh, I totally fumbled my words as I've been doing all cast. So, uh, but just like the bills in the end zone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, fumble fumbleitis today. So, but the uh, V Star power that I was mentioning also is the ability Star Guardian. You can um, you can use this ability during your turn if your opponent has one prize card remaining. Discard one of your opponent's benched Pokemon and all cards attached to it. Uh, you can only use one V Star. Oh, you can only use one V Star power per game. So, um, this could be really cool. As a comeback, right. uh, because you don't, it's a, an ability, so you don't need anything on Regigigas to necessarily trigger this off, except for your opponent has to. I'm going to set the stage for you, it just has to be at one prize card remaining. So you can basically say, uh, Give me the attacker you have that I can, can knock out. Say you do have Regigigas ready to go, mm-hmm. and then you can. Use your V Star power and say, "Here's your say bye to your backup guy," and then yep. I'm taking this knockout. And you can leave your opponent with no attacker ready to go. So then he's got back to square run, mm-hmm. and it might be the one thing you need to turn the game. So uh, let's hear your guys' thoughts on on Gigas. Right, uh, Sam, you go first. I, I I do have thoughts though. Um. I don't know. I feel like 
we underestimated the Gigas back in what Lost Origin, not Lost Origins, and Astral Radiance, and that ended up being a pretty hard deck to mess with. So I think it's probably gonna see play. Um, I was thinking like the V could potentially be good, especially with like Zorark and all the damage counters. Right, like that's an easy. If you wanted to, I mean, obviously you're going to throw in the V-Star, but if you want to just attack with the V, and if you're able to get all those damage counters on with, like, Gapejaw Bog and everything, you have the ability to, like, I could see him fitting into that deck somewhere. Yeah. And that may be what that deck needs to kind of move up in the ranks a little bit. Yeah, that could yeah. be a cool combo. I mean, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and it, especially if you even put like a um, uh, a cape of toughness on, just the basic V, you could actually even tank a little bit more, and then just punish your opponent for hitting. Um, but as far as the V Star, um, I really like this card um, and the V Star power because typically the V Star powers we've have been seeing and seeing success with are usually early game. Abilities for either consistency or some energy acceleration, um, but there's there's very few comeback cards, and you know we all know Roxanne's a lie. Um, but imagine if you did like a Roxanne play and you took out their backup attacker, um, and you took out the the KO to the the, the current threat. Um, that could really put your opponent in a bad spot, and then just put you in a in a win situation right there. Um, so. Um, another comeback potential card and another way your opponent has to play around you. So do you really want to go to one prize remaining or do you want to set up math where, hey, you, you're going to try to take multiple prizes at the end of the game? Because uh, if you don't, you might just get punished. I think that is the trick to this card is that the one prize remains. So everything has been a, everything right now is kind of like a two by two by two math or um, the VMAX. Some some sort of VMAX in a deck might prove handy because yeah. that helps make it get to that one last prize remaining. So um we shall see. But uh there is more Reggie on the horizon, basically. Yep, we're we're never All gonna right, get rid I of the Reggies. Not, yeah, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> I will not bore anyone with if you are a fan of the semi Pokemon, there is a semi star or semi seer V star. To go along with the semi seer V, we got um, there is a cute alt art to it. If you uh, like that sort of art, it is kind of cute. Um, but I, it's his kind of like generic V star to me. So right. he could be useful in a deck, but then when you compare him to other things, they're just better Pokemon. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna, there is one, look him up. He's not bad. Like he's not great. He's not bad. He's just generic. Um, let's go to the other dragon in the room. Uh, the only dragon in the room. I'm kidding. Uh, it is the uh, release of one of the new Radiant Pokemon. Uh, it is Radiant Eternatus, uh, who is dragon typed because Eternatus was a dragon Pokemon as well as a dark. Uh, so he comes equipped with an ability and an attack. Uh, the ability reads, Climax Gate. Once during your turn, when you play this card from your hand onto your bench, you may search your deck for two Pokemon VMAX, VMAX, and put them onto your bench. Bench. I'm reiterating the two key words in this. Uh, then you shuffle your deck and your turn ends. 
Your turn so, ends. Uh, I think your turn does end. Uh, so um, he is a basic, and he comes with an attack uh, for a fire, dark, and a colorless power beam, two hundred damage. So uh, a good, I mean, good size attack, hard energy cost. But take those two, two keywords that I just said: uh, Vmax two Vmax two bench. But then your turn ends. But he's basic. You you can search him with a quick ball. Put you him down on your do first turn. Yep. And have two VMAXs on the board. Yeah, I feel like this card is going to see plays. I know there are VMAXs out there um, that are pretty prevalent that, you know, might really benefit from this. Um, I can't think of them at the moment, but I think this is definitely Turnus a card. Eternus is going to rotate. <laughs> Eternus better inbound. No. Um <laughs> Either way, I, I I still think there is some playability, especially if we still see some V-Stars down the road. Uh, we saw Hatterene out there, so Hatterene might even um, you know benefit for something like this. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a card that we'll see play. Um, it's definitely not in our, what do we put at the bottom of our, our list, our tier list of Radiance. Uh, was that Halucha or did that one move back up? I forget who's at the bottom of our list. <laughs> Halucha has been creeping up the more that there's good VMAXs around. So. Right. Uh, he's but, not, yeah. not down there with Heatran. For sure. Say for that. sure. Uh, but uh, Sam, how about yourself? What, what do you think if you turn to this here? Um, I feel like a lot of... I remember, I think I was... Because uh, I have no set sleeve schedule. Um, When this card got leaked over in J Japan and the translators were already going at it trying to get this translated in English... It seemed like a lot more of a scary card because all anyone I think could really get out at first was just the V part of it, the not V Max part. Mm -hmm. So everyone was like, oh no. And then they got the V Max part out, and that kind of, I feel like, simmered down like a lot of the hype for it. But I feel like you're definitely going to see this probably in Mew. I feel like someone, this is just going to end up in it somehow. And then I think Kira may end up with it too to get those V Maxes out. So you can use that VMAX ability. I forget what it does, but I know that those two probably will see some play with it. Don't know if it's going to be like a set in stone thing, but I know people are probably going to try like testing it with it once that time comes around. For sure. It's definitely one of those cards that um, will <laughs> will inspire a lot of creativity from the top deck creators uh, in the game. So uh, I, I'm interested to see uh, what people come up with. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out for a deck that I don't want to see. But it's it. I can just I just thought of it. So put this guy in in Vika Volt Regilecki. No, don't and, give them that. Don't give them ideas. Okay, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just gave him the idea. But it's your go first card. If this is your go first card, if you have to go first and you can't get the item lock, you go get. You're not gonna. You this is not gonna drop. Yeah, Vika Volt will rotate. I know, but hey, there's going to be like two months of like everyone screaming, dang it, Vika Volt, you stink. Like, I don't it know. It does. It just does. I'm just saying. Oh, oh no, I like where you're going there, bud. All right. Uh, the last thing uh, I'll cover, there is going to be a new new Friends in Places cards. Uh, there's a Sinnoh and Hisui uh, play. Uh, uh, draw threes so they're going to come out with new arts with friends in the places we've traveled to in the video games but the last uh, item i want to talk about which is 
an actual item and a tool. It is another stone. Everyone likes talking about stones. It's the sky ceiling stone. Um, this guy gives you a V-star power that I'm sure everyone's going to love and not bring anyone's back bad memories. Uh, so you attach this to a V-Pokemon and you get the ability Star Order. You may use this ability during your turn. During this turn, when damage from an attack of your po basic Pokemon V knocks out your opponent's active Pokemon V-Star V-Max, take one additional prize card. ADP. <laughs> ADP. A very, very super conditional ADP. Right. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it will see play. Um, and it has to knock out a V-Star. Maybe this makes... Oh, man. Like, if you can get powerless color... If you can get this on the Greedent V-Max... No, it has to be V. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that thought. Greedent has to KO a basic Pokemon, right? I, I thought it was just if Greedent takes a knockout. Well, it could go on Stoutland, but you'd have to do it as a finisher um, and then just do that. So... Uh, you could take multiple prizes that way too. Yeah, that'd be a five card prize turn if you did it with that one. Right. I mean, there's going to be a sick play where somebody pulls this off and like, oh, it's broken. But then, then you're going down to one, and then you're just going to get uh, Hatterenes <laughs> into nothing. So. so this is what everyone's going to do. This is what everyone's going to do. Uh, dang it! Never mind. You have to use V Star Power. Never. I'm, I was going to say you're going to lose yet to the Archeops. Then you're going to get the Stoutland out. You're going to put all the powerful color energy on yeah. Stoutland. Yeah, you that so you that makes it even worse because then you have to take out like, manually do the Archeops. Attach like you're, that's going to be such a slow <laughs> play that you're just seeing coming. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, I don't know, but Sam, you're just what, what what do you feel about the Star? <laughs> yeah. I like like I like what they're doing with the tablets because it's kind of giving those like remaining VMAX decks like relevancy with having like a V star power. But I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be one of those cards I'm gonna be like indifferent about until I see someone get it work. Right. I feel like the only I feel like everyone's also who are, is playing tablets in their decks, they're going for the Forest Stone tablet over. So I think that's still going to kind of be the, like, choose all. I mean, I feel like you I may see it, um, but. Put it on Zashian. Just take that extra prize like he's used to, right? So. Yeah, Zashian. Heyday for Zashian. And, 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 and the tail end of it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's like, gone too. <laughs> I, I keep remember hearing. when I could... He's, he's the old guy in there like, I remember when I could take three prizes in one turn. Sure, Grandpa. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> All right, so I think that's going to do it for the news. No, that was a pretty good article. There's a lot of good talking points there. Um, uh, you know, obviously, one, sorry, I got go one for... more quick item. News. Is there another one? What did we miss? One quick item, it's nothing too crazy, but they just dropped today that we are going to get world championship oh, decks yes. uh printed for this year's this past year's worlds. So, um, I mean, I, I assume that we might see Grant's ADP deck immortalized into a world championship Ooh. deck. Not Grant, not Grant's. Andres. Did I say Grant? I said Andres. You did I'm say Grant. Andres football. Yes. Andre, I was thinking of 2019's winner in Grant, the eternal champion. Um, Manly. He won. Didn't he? 
Anyone? No, 2019? Henry. Henry oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just dumb. Grant. Don't if you're listening, you're, you're a out. world champion. <laughs> you I'm are gonna not, edit all that out. You are not editing that out. You're keeping that in there. <laughs> uh, but uh, on Andre. Andre's deck will probably be immortalized, and we probably might see some of the uh, juniors, yeah, and maybe the seniors deck. And hey, well. we we still might see some Grant Manley decks too. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. All right, Grant all right. Let's... Player, good, but hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, he he didn't win the last two worlds. That's all. <laughs> Not very many people did. Nope. Uh, but let's jump on. Sorry. And sorry, Henry. Get... Sorry, Andre. <laughs> Let's get into uh, some meta talk here at the at the back half with Sam. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. Um, before we move on to, you know, LAIC and Toronto, which are coming up um, next weekend, at least LAIC. Uh, so Two weeks in, until in, Toronto. Yeah, We're so at the, like 18 days right now. Right. So the new meta is upon us. Uh, but before we move there, I do want to talk about Warsaw um, and the meta there. Um, and just congratulations to Pedro Torres, a.k.a. Sanichi. We've had him on the cast. Uh, awesome, awesome content creator and probably the nicest person that we've ever had on. Sorry to everybody. There's a lot of great people, but he is like, I don't know. It's just something about his personality. He's so infectious. Um, and I, I, I'm so happy for him to, you know, take it home with the Lost Box, uh, Lost Box decks. And he did. Uh, beat uh, Alex Shemansky, and I don't even remember what Alex is playing. But um, he was he was playing because he was playing my favorite deck. He was playing Lost Zone Giratina because okay. I was so rooting for him. Right, right. Uh, well, both both great players, both great people. Um, we have not had Alex on. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to try to change that. But uh, uh, Pedro ended up taking it home with the Lost Box. Um, and I think I don't know. Do you think this is going to be the last of the Lost Box? We or just Lost Box dominant meta. Um, you know, going into uh, these these big tournaments uh, with the new meta? I think it's going to be sticking around just from playing. I played, actually, it was a super small online event last night. And I think there was some loss. There was a loss box floating around in that. And the Lugia matchup, because my friend Max went up against it, I'm pretty sure. And it's just a very awkward. But I feel like going up against loss box, it's a very, like, awkward matchup regardless. Right. So uh, I'm definitely excited to see what it continues to do through this meta. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, like we said, this this last uh, Warsaw tournament, you know, we saw some of these decks that we've been seeing, uh, you know, take home, not even just Lost Box. Um, you know, Palkia was very prevalent. I know Reggie's has still been seeing some play. Um, all, the, all the normal suspects uh, were at the top of that, but I think what we want to talk about, uh, you know, for the remainder of this tournament or this tournament of uh, this podcast um, is the upcoming tournaments with the new meta. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to change it up. We're going to probably end up talking about a lot of the new stuff or, you know, new old stuff. Um, but I want to change it up in this format here. And I want to start with the top five decks that we each would consider playing um, going into Toronto or or if you were going to LAIC um, going into this meta. So we'll start with our guests. Um, so Sam, what are what are the f- top five decks that you would consider bringing to um, to the to an, a tournament here? I love it because three of these decks are actually on my chopping block for what I am going to decide to play for Toronto. 
but my top five that I would think of taking in no particular order, I have Giratina, Lawson, I have MuV Max, the Reggies, Art Gudra, and then obviously Lugia as like my top five like playable right. that I would want to take. Right, right. So um let's talk about Mew uh, before we go on. Uh, why would you pick Mew? Is there anything that, that has changed in Mew that makes you think that it might see some success? I feel like it's maintained. It's I know a lot of people have very strong feelings for this deck, and I feel like probably up until it rotates, those strong feelings are going to be felt. Right. Um, I feel like I've been messing around with the Forest Tablet build. Yep. And I like, I've been doing the, law, I guess, Lost Zone, the Lost City or whatever. I like that addition into it, too. Kind of get rid if you knock out, like, your opponent's Drapian or whatever. Yeah. They can't get it back. It's gone. Don't have to worry about it. And I just feel like it's a very, still has maintained, like, throughout all of these expansions that have come out. It's still stayed pretty strong. I think my only drawback is it is the three prize card yeah. stipulation. That's still where my like hesitation is, but yeah, it's still it's just a solid deck. Um and it, it has three ten, but you know, most of them are still playing that um um Oracorio there to give it a little bit of uh defensive buff. Um I wanna touch on another deck that you've mentioned in the top five. And you say Gudra. Um I feel that that's a pretty uh bold pick for you know what we've kind of seen you know happen after Gujra won a regional on its own um you know we did see a little bit of drop off do you think something in the new meta is going to make the deck see a little bit more playability i haven't messed around really with anything silver tempest wise with it but i there's just it wasn't the deck i wanted to build just because gudra was like one of my the hisui and gudra was one of my favorites off arceus so i was like you know what it's a pretty cheap deck to build i already have all the arceus for it i'm gonna get it and it was just a deck i put so much time testing into yeah that i like having that kind of heal buff in with it yes arceus has that fighting weakness but i feel like fighting is really not as prevalent as it has been in past metas and i just feel like i've had a lot of decent matchups i've been able to hit reggie's really hard and that ends up not becoming a problem if i can play my cards right Mew ends up being an easy matchup giratina is a pretty easy matchup because of big parasol so it's just a very fun deck i definitely am probably gonna start messing with it a little bit more for this format just to see if maybe i still feel the same way but I still have a good feeling for it. Right. I don't think it's going anywhere. That's, that's, that's fair. That's that's hundred percent fair. I guess uh, I just don't know how it fares against Lugia. I haven't done any testing in that matchup yet. Um, if it has at least a 50-50, I think it's definitely a deck to consider, um, especially with the the matchup spread you kind of already mentioned outside that. So, Chuck, what is your top five decks you would consider bringing? Um, I think I only have maybe one different one in there from what uh, Sam had said, but uh, my top five in, again, uh, no particular order um, is uh, Palkia. Uh, I would bring Mu uh, Max, uh, and then Lugia, I mean, is definitely looking to be 
one worth bringing. Um, I agree with the the lost zone box. Not necessarily. Not I think it has to like rely a little less on Giratina. I think at the moment, um, I think it has to go back towards the single prizer variant to be able to not like I handle the Lugia a little bit better. I think just not lose that price trade too quickly mm-hmm. because it doesn't hit as hard as Lugia would be. So I think I think there'll be a little bit of variance in that of what we've seen, but I think it'll be able to hand like change and handle. And my last one is a uh, uh, shock lock. I think Vika Rec. Vika Volt and Regilecki will find a way to do well uh, in in the meta. I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be like, oh my god, it's making top four, top eights, but I think it'll be worth... I mean, I think it might sneak in top eight. I think it's the, the Zorark of the new set. Like, it's going to be... It can sneak its way in there. Right. I mean, I... We'll we'll talk a little bit about more uh, about Vika here in a second, but um, just to give a rundown of mine, um, very similar to your your guys's, um, in no particular order, uh, Palkia still just a solid deck, uh, Mew, uh, Lost Box Ver- Garatina, um, all three have already really just established themselves, um, and I have two that are very similar. We already talked about it uh, is Lugia, but they're two very different variants which play differently. Um, is the Lugia Amazing Rare? Um, with the, the Yvetal really makes that Duraludon matchup almost an auto win. Um, you just be able to uh, instant take it out and then just deal with something else uh, after the fact. Uh, feels like a pretty good matchup, um, but it, it might be a little bit inconsistent um, just based off of the energies you have um, and then just trying to play energy management. Um, but another another Lugia variant is the Lugia tank. Um where it doesn't play any of the backup attackers. Uh, it just focuses on um, tanking and, and using the Charon's Care. Um, it, some say it's a little more consistent, but it doesn't have that same damage output. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of pluses or madnesses. So I, I'm not sure what variants better, but I think obviously Lugia is definitely something to look into. But... I, I have not got my hands on enough Lugia. I've seen it do its thing. Uh, it looks really good. Um, I'm scared of that amazing rare box because like that. I just don't like I, the idea. Like if you just back up the f- fact that you get like the Lugia that can then, you know, KO something really big, but then you're backing it up by four. What you would need to take is four separate prizes. Over Single prizes. Yeah. Next four turns. Yeah that with amazing or rare attackers that just do ridiculous things. Uh, I would, I'll be honest. I don't look forward to seeing that a lot. Right. That, and and if, if that you, would actually cause a negative play experience for me. Potentially. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just, they're both, you know, both good uh, decks uh, that amazing Raikou could be very detrimental, especially if nobody has, um, you know, the Manaphy out um, or, or even the Dunsparce out there. So it could take one shots or multiple uh, prizes. It could uh, instant KO anything. Obviously Charizard is Charizard. He can take big shots too. Um, but out of those decks that we all talked about, is there, do we want to deep dive into anything else there? Uh, no, I mean, 
I don't I don't see anything we kind of missed. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think so either. Um, so with that being said, um, we'll start with Sam here on this one. Uh, but the top five decks that you definitely are not going to bring. Uh, decks that you just, for what reason or another, um, just don't think they're going to see success. So this is, so sorry for this, Jake, but my top five for that, here in VMAX, Palkia, Hisuian Zorark, Regilecki, and I know it was on my top five to bring, but Lugia is also on my not bring radar also. Hmm, let's start with that. So why? Just from testing I have been doing with my friend Max, there's just been some weird inconsistencies and just I haven't, I don't feel the same about the deck the same way I felt picking up Leafeon or Giratina. I don't have the, I don't know if maybe it's just because it's still so new. I just don't feel like I see where the payoff's going to be, even from, you know, testing it at locals Thursday. Like, I thought it was super easy to pilot but I wasn't getting the damage out that I wanted. And then I got Mike's list with the amazing rares. So I want to mess around with that for a little bit. Maybe see if that changes how I feel. But for now, it's kind of like on a 50-50 of I want to bring right. it and I don't want to bring it. I mean, I feel that it is BDIF. Um, and it's, time will tell. But it also is a deck that just lends itself to some clunkiness. Um, and especially in the amazing rare version where there is a lot of um, energy management that is a little bit more underrated uh, because if you if you commit too many energies to one thing or another, um, you'll run out of energies real quick. And that's kind of weird saying that because it's a 16, typically around 16 energies in the deck. Uh, so I can definitely see why you wouldn't suggest bringing it, um, you know, into a tournament, at least to start. But another one I want to get your your thoughts on here is you said Palkia because I, I mean I know you were you said sorry to be there. Um, it's a valid point, but um, you know why why what's your um your thought process behind not bringing Palkia? At least for me, I love the deck. I really enjoy playing it. I just get nervous with all the electric counters, and I know that. Lugia also has that, but at least Lugia, you know, I have Dunsparce. Yes, Manaphy can be played in both. But it's just the fact of water and electric, like elect, like the electric right. attackers. At least for me, I don't feel as comfortable with it. I know Palkia still has been doing really good at events, right. but it's I've... definitely going to be one of those things where, like, maybe that'll change once I see, like, kind of how I mean, prominent electric's going to become, but that's just like a wait and see. I mean, to be fair, like Palkia still saw a lot of Palkia. success, even with the ADP 2.0 with Pika, flying Pikachu was still out there. But uh, I see your point. I I will say that Palkia gets the like the electric counters. I think Palkia takes a little bit takes it a little bit more on the chin than than Lugia does, even though like. I think the electric counters are trying to get to Lugia. Um, uh, just because I think Palkia is just has that thing where you just get those weird hands sometimes. And then yeah. you know, you're going against, if you're going against weakness, then it's kind of like, uh, like everything becomes a little bit easier for your opponent um, at that moment, at that moment. But uh, 
Palkia can just not care about weakness as well. Like it, it can just steamroll over electric decks all day long if it, if it sets up right. It's, it's, oh, if it sets sure. up consistently the way you, you would hope it would want to set up. For sure. All right, Chuck. We're gonna go to you now. Um, the top five decks you would not bring uh, to Toronto. Okay. Uh, top five. Uh, Kiram B Max mm-hmm. uh, is is up there. Um, I would not play Gudra at the moment. Um, I would not play uh, DTE uh, Mu V Max, like the no Meloetta version. Like I would, That's I would uh, sit that one at home. Uh, and then uh, I also would not play Reggie's. Uh, one, uh, I hate the deck, so I think you should all take your Reggie's and put them in a bonfire. But uh, <laughs> I also think it's going to see a little bit more extra. I think there's going to be a little bit more extra special energy hate uh, because of another deck that's bringing a lot of special energy. So um, whatever hurdles you might have seen as a Reggie player, you might see more. Right. So, uh, and then the last, because I needed five, I wouldn't bring Stone Journey. Just for good. <laughs> that's, I don't think anybody's really considering that right now, but maybe. Who knows? Uh, I do want to talk about Reggie's um, because I had that on my list as well. Um, it's not because of the special energy hate. It's more of the, the um, at least the lists I've seen out of Japan, um, there's a very high uptick in, in Collapse Stadium. Um, and there, I, there's also other, other techs that can really hurt um, hurt the Reggies in combination there. So I think with just the recent success overall with Reggies and where I feel like a lot of people don't like the deck, just like yourself, um, will you know, put those techs in there say, saying, hey, I will not lose to this deck. Plus, I think Reg or Reggie's in general just don't have a great Lugia matchup, so uh, that's another thing there. So Reggie's, I think, is definitely stocked down. I don't know, Sam. Do you have anything else to add to about Reggie's? I really like the deck. It was probably one of the first like single prize decks that like maintained relevancy that I liked playing. But I feel like it is starting to hit the point where there's just counters for everything for it. Where, like, when it first came out, and if I was going against it, I was like, oh, no, don't know what to do. Now it's like, oh, just one, two, three, yeah. I win the game. Right. I, I, I agree I, with that. I, do I just think... That... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think also um, time restraints. I know, I don't know if it's still the same time issue as I hit whenever NAIC in Baltimore came around. But I just feel like the time that goes into playing that deck, as much as like I would want to bring it, I feel like if someone's bringing it because they're like, oh, I'm in a day two with this deck and they don't have a feel as comfortable with it, you're running into like a lot of tie games and a lot of games that could potentially hurt you as opposed to help you. Right. I 100% agree with that. that those are great points. I, I was going to say, I think Reggie's also takes... Um advantage of the fact that we have a pretty um kind of open meta like not i wouldn't say it's wide open but we have an eclectic amount of decks that yes 50 percent yeah <laughs> yeah that, that come to not, not uh, what we've had yeah, yeah why yeah. Doing well. I, I i think it's it's benefited from the eclectic side because you i mean you have gudras which is probably not a good matchup for it but then you have like RCS is uh, different different variants of RCS um, and Palkia's Kirums Palkia's by himself uh, Lost Zones 
different versions of that. Uh, it has it has the uh, the added bonus of being just one of many, so that it can't be just kind of. But now I think things are just kind of narrowing down, and they're and they're narr and, and they're narrowing down a little bit, uh, especially towards an area of things that uh, combo in on stuff like decks are comboing in on things that do like I said special energy with like stuff like that. So it's going to be harder for it to take advantage of that that area. So I feel like the the matchups just get harder for Reggie as it goes. I agree. Um, why I don't think it's going to be with, with those time constraints that Sam brought up and everything like that. It's going to be harder to perform well over a nine round day. Um. So one more, one more that you were uh, bringing or that you brought up was Mew with a double turbo uh, build. Um, that that version has seen a lot of success recently. Um, what what changes for you, or what change what should people consider when they're thinking about Mew? Uh, with the double turbo uh, specific, uh, for me, I, I I think the the way Mew survives at the moment um, is going fast and dirty, like just getting you. Like I know, like a lot of people, are like well now you can't path lock with the, the seal stone. Yes, but you can also like I think if it means getting your turn one KO on the Pokemon you want to KO. Mute, I think you use that tablet and you just take that mellow at a knockout. Yeah. And you you use that single prizer to A offset prize trades because now they can't now they can't just go, okay, quick ball, drape you on buy Mew. Like you can like you can get some get up some prizes before you're down three because Drapion has hit the board and encountered you. And not that Drapion was an instant winner for Mew, but it just it if you can use that speed and get out to the the uh, the head start that you used to do and wanted to do and now can do more hopefully more consistently with a little bit of a mini starburst. Um, I it, giving that up and going to the DTE version, even if you put the stone, just not having that single prizer is going to make your prize math bad. I was going to agree with you on that because I don't like I don't think even when it came out I didn't like that version. I I like oh see <laughs> see I like the version I I totally see what they were trying to do you're just like consistently uh you can like eat it eat damage and then you're consistently KOing V's and you have your your uh, supporter you eliminated the, the need to Elsa Sparkle so your supporter. You've opened up the ability to uh, Roxanne your opponent, like so they can't come back, and then you opened up your um, the ability to just boss more often um, and KO the Pokemon you want if you can't KO the Vmax in front of you. Um, so that was cool, but you you definitely like you took your foot off the pedal to do that, like you. You took it. You took a car that could go into seventh gear and go really fast. You took seventh gear away. Put it. Just put it into six, but you can steer better. Like that was my whole. Like I, I get that, but like now, I think seeing what Lugia can do, um, just doing what Palkia did over the weekend, um, 
the the second turn like going going first that second turn is so big for decks you can just uh you can really just steamroll now yeah i agree with you i think i think speed needs to be the key for Mew to win um especially with lugia out there if lugia just sets up um and does its thing i think Mew just loses um, but if you could put that early pressure on um, with Lugia and, uh, you know, we've seen it with other decks too, um, you know, just take advantage of that early um, knockout. Um, many times it's just the game. So um, is a good call there. I, I agree with you, the double turbo uh, version. Uh, Sam, do you have anything else to add to that? I'm kind of the same. I just, even whenever like the double turbo came out, just, I even, whenever, like, Mew just played the four Fusion Strike energy, just having that few of energy just never sat right with me. Mm-hmm. So I like having the option of having more than four energy just because just playing, like, one of the versions that just have, like, one or the other always seem to hate me, and I end up with at least two or three of the energies prized. So at least now I can kind of, okay, that happened. Okay, at least I have this still. And yeah. I just really like having Meloetta just to go in and like steamroll my way through. Yeah, <laughs> bust an attacker. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, you know, good call. I think Mew Fusion Strike is definitely on the rise, and Mew Double Coalesce is um, on the decline. Um, but I'm I'm gonna jump into my last five. Uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe one or two of those, and then we'll just uh, kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, so. Top five not to bring, in my opinion. Um, Reggie's, we've already talked about that. Um, Duraludon, um, just not good against Lugia, so I I think it's just not a deck to bring. Um, Lost Box, actually, um, Sinichi's list, I don't I don't think it's going to be quite as good um, going into the Silver Tempest meta. Uh, Vigavolt, I just think it's too clunky. And probably the hottest take, maybe, um, is... Anything Arceus box. I think Arceus is not good for this meta. Yeah. The the the, the thing with Arceus, I think the 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 meta the meta is trending towards turn that like I mentioned earlier, uh that turn two, like you went first on your second turn. That that the turn three knockout, yeah. I want to say is the we're, we're getting into that like turn three knockout is going to be big for decks. I think Lugia can do it um, on a lot of things. Uh, Palkia can do it, and UV Max can do it. I think things that you see that are going to be prevalent are things that can do that. Uh, and then eventually, uh, maybe we might find some decks that disrupt those plans yeah. with some. Um, special energy hate of some sort or just uh things that just stop those things from happening like rotation special <laughs> energy will stop everything except for palkia so right right um yeah i and then i guess uh, one of the ones that uh we haven't really talked about uh and like i said we were going to go back to is beaker bolts um i just feel like it's just too clunky um still um, and even when it does get a tie to walk off, I know you lost it this weekend with Palkia. Um, but the, the matchup's not an auto win, even if you get that turn one item lock. Um, I mean, so, uh, Arita is still one of the best supporter cards you could play. 
um, in that matchup, so it can still just uh, derail it. Um, fighting weakness is not that big a deal, but I think everything else can just consistent over it um, to to put it in a pretty good position. So um, I think item lock's just a little underpowered for the time being. I won't uh, aggressively disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree passively. with you light, passively because it's early. All right, so this Correct. is why that's, I think that's why early I wise. Yeah, I think early wise because people are not going to be have as much figured out how they're going to play around Vikavolt. Um, now Vikavolt's going to suffer because of its inconsistencies as well as uh, gains because people don't know how to consistently play against it. Uh, hopefully, those I think those are going to even out to it doing well because of that, but it could also just tank because of that um i just uh if you like like you mentioned like even palkia like i felt like i could beat beakable no matter what in the three matches i, I played three games against it. i beat it once um but it was just like every game the two games i lost it's just because i was like all i had was palkia say or palkia sobble palkia yeah. that's all i started with and it's just like if i could have just got like four Pokemon on the board, like uh, the Greninja and something else, just like, you know, a VI if I just got a VIP pass in my hand and I got two more Pokemon on the board, I don't care about item locking. I can just play around it and I can still KO you. But uh, it was just frustrating that you just didn't get, you only have one turn to set up pretty much. Right. Right, and I think a lot of decks can do that. Um, but Sam, do you have anything else to add to to that matchup or anything else? I kind of feel the same about um, Vikavolt. I feel like any of like the plays that people have done with it, or like any of like the vi like YouTube videos, like testing it, it's not going to be as big of a threat to Lugia as everyone was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, well, I because it, it just it doesn't do enough damage for what it, what it's intended to do with the with the Reggies because that Reggies line is just a little slow to get up. Um, so you're still playing the two to three shot game. Um, shiny Turtles, Shiny Turtles, Shiny Turtles is not legal for for Toronto. <laughs> Chuck, you know what? Go ahead and bring it and like just yeah, please proxy do it and see what <laughs> proxy it and see yeah. Deck check. I need a deck check over here. <laughs> uh, no i i agree with you i i will say there was a the on, i agree with you on the, the lugia I, there was a lugia versus vikavolt matchup or that's the same tournament i was at and uh the guy played vikavolt said he was he just got rolled by the lugia player uh he said the second game he had shot like he had the lock down on turn one yeah but it didn't uh, matter lugia still did his thing did lugia this thing he's like he just didn't play an item for three turns and still rolled me right like, that's about, that's been my experience because I, I probably played about 10 games of that matchup and lugia just rolls like the supporter yeah, counts so, so there's just a high amount of supporter counts that it doesn't matter uh that, that that's where like the vikavolt it preys on the palkia a little bit more i think the palkia can hang with the lugia a little bit more so you might see increased counts of Palgia and and just Lugia, and if you get lucky against Lugia, the Vikavolt can 
can hang. But sure. it could just stink, and I just don't know how to call anything. It's just the way it is. Yeah, that's why these are predictions and not set in stone. <laughs> unless you unless you flip your V-Star marker and use the Force Seal Stone, it is set in stone. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for us. Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. Uh, this went longer than anticipated. But again, Samantha, you've been such a great guest, so it didn't even really matter. So uh, before we let you go, though. Um, it is your time to shine uh, for the, you know, uh, shout outs, plugs, uh, anything like that. So um, the floor is yours. Um, I, oh, geez. Like on the spot. I'd like to give a shout out, obviously, to all the wonderful human beings who are on Girl Power with me. Definitely has been such a great experience getting to know so many wonderful people across the country, some international even um our locals i probably would not be doing anything competitive if it wasn't for you guys just hearing you guys all talk about it and everything definitely gave me that push um and definitely like a lot of my out-of-state friends you know as i've mentioned him before my friend max me and him have just been going at it testing non-stop for toronto because we're both trying to day two yeah so definitely the big trio of people who are definitely helped me through the season going forward to hopefully secure that invite to japan really hoping for it but we'll see you got this i i know you have it in you um and i i hope to be joining you all right well i think that's gonna do it so thank you guys for listening um and sticking to the end uh remember our key word this week is archaeops archaeops and play grass pokemon Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at watch whimsy and ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on twitter for the whole pittsburgh pokemon podcast at pit pokepod thanks again guys and gals we'll see you all next time see you later